0: Scott Church, American Photographer, episode four. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop doing that at some point. I'm back home. Lebanon, Pennsylvania. It actually feels really good to be back. I had a great time in Massachusetts. I really enjoyed it. It was a really nice weekend. But, uh, well, I miss my town. I miss my home. People always look at me funny when I tell them where I'm from. People always uh, want to know why I haven't gone somewhere good. I don't think those people grew up in a small town. I don't think those people understand the charm, understand the feeling of uh, of home the same. I mean, we all have direct associations. We all. Look at the place where we grew up with a certain amount of affection, I'm sure. But for me, it's more than that. I've looked at my town struggle. I've looked at my town go through the paces over the years. I've looked at it be prosperous, and I've looked at it be... Well, I've looked at it be at its low points. More often than not. And I've heard a lot of people complain about it. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things that are very discouraging. A lot of people look at our town, look at my town. It's dangerous. It's somewhere where they don't want to leave their little suburb cul-de-sacs to come visit. Is there parking? Can we go? There's so many things. I just don't. It's so scary. I look at my town like the future. I see the potential here. I see everything that this place can be. I remember back in the late 80s how fucked up Lancaster, the next big city over, used to be but we used to love going there. It was like a tiny Philadelphia. It was like a tiny spot where we could go and actually feel like we were right is the word I'm looking for maybe. And it was really just one block. It was really just Zap and Company and DMZ Records and wait, DMZ Records, that's not right. Let's stick with Zap and let's stick with Steven and everything that he did for that city, that one guy b b c records and d m z was across the street d m z was a clothing store they had chem pants and they had uh military pants, foreign military pants, a lot of man, they had cool shit stuff i couldn't afford ever when I was a kid, but it was cool just to go in there and 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 look at stuff you know they had the kind of stuff that Bono would wear on stage, i'm sure you know or uh it was a cool spot. BBC Records just had everything. They had, you know, Joy Division posters and they had, you know, Bauhaus exclusive vinyls and and it was a, it was a cool place. And then next door to that, well, across the street from that, at that point was, was Zapp and Company. Zapp and Company was like a, uh, It was a vintage store before it was really a vintage store it was it was cool clothes that that the owner had you know picked and pilfered and found in and uh the second hand stores all over south central pennsylvania and put them all out for display and put them all out for people to uh to dig through Um, i mean he marked them up accordingly don't get me wrong And he made quite a profit from all of us little goth and punk and skater kids coming in there looking for the right, you know, Ramones t-shirt or or the right leather jacket or ripped up pair of pants. He did well. His store lasted for a long time until it burned down just a few years back. He was there, He, he was badly hurt. I saw him a little while ago. He's doing much better now. But he kind of lost the whole kit and caboodle in that mess. It was a real shame because it was an institution. But anyway, back to the the point of what I was talking about. I remember going to Lancaster when I was a kid in high school and how fucked up the whole city felt. But you still wanted to be there because even for just that one block of cool stores, you wanted to be there. And 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 it was an impetus. It was it was a it was a jumping off point. It was a way to... to it was something to build on. And, and I saw that. And I'm still thinking about that for, for here. There are so many people in the city that really want to do good things. So many people that, that want to be the guy from Zapp and Company. So many people that, that want to have interesting, fun businesses. But they just don't do them. They have grand ideas incredible plans you know everything's just perfect in their brains but they have no motivation to actually get things going part of that is because nobody else is doing it part of that is is you know just the simple fact that nobody's taken that that jump yet nobody's taken that uh that step well I I'd, I'd just, I've always thought that if you want something, you have to be the thing that you want. And the more that you wait for somebody to do something else for you, the less likely it is to ever happen. I think that's, well, I think that's the goal for the gallery this year. I think that the gallery is is going to turn itself into one of those cool places that people will come to Lebanon to go to. Because what I didn't talk about was how far Lancaster has come since then, how much they have done since the late 80s, early 90s, how far they've come. And they really have, man. I mean, they've become... a a mecca for culture in in the area, they have grown. They have started to do really great things and have... big. Sorry, hold on. They have started to do really great things and they have really fun places and a whole bunch of those places even I now can't afford to go to. Things that... Things that are better than my level. Let's put it that way. And that's what a city really needs. But they also need the cool places. They need the places that they can go to just to feel like they're real. Feel like they matter. Feel like they're somebody's friend. And I think that my place can start to be one of those places. Just like Jandy's place, just like Mel's place. There are people that are doing things here. There are important things happening. We just have to... Sometimes you have to be the spark. Especially when you don't see the fire burning anywhere. Sometimes you have to be the spark and I feel like I feel like my city is on a precipice. I feel like my city is on an edge And it can go one way or the other I feel like my city can go down very quickly from here But it can also be really something great So when people want to know why i didn't go somewhere better it's because i already see the best in this town i've been all over the world i've been to five of the seven continents i've been to more cities than i can count even the ones that i felt comfortable in never felt like home no matter where i was no matter how far i went it never felt like i feel when i'm here and that's something man that's something that's something you can't buy that's something you can't recreate that feeling of home that 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 moment where you really feel like this is where i'm supposed to be i mean i drove 6 hours today from massachusetts just got home you know like half an hour ago or so and i i already feel that feeling i already feel that 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 comfort feeling of knowing what the next street looks like who the next person might be when i was in san diego when i was in california i had a friend of mine i don't remember his name off the top of my head it was a long time ago he lived in california he was a skinhead had a whole skinhead family. He wasn't necessarily, uh, you got to understand there are different types of skinheads, especially in the, in the, in the late eighties, you know, people identified with that culture without necessarily having it be a, a racist thing. These days, when you say skinhead, it already has, it automatically has that, 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 that nazi racist connotation that immediately gets attached to it for good reason for absolutely good reason and i'm not going to say that that you know all of the skinheads in the 80s didn't have some sort of complex or something going on there but it was like it was a thing you could be you know uh it it was it was different he was a skinhead he had a skinhead family he had a skinhead brother that we hung out with now his brother his brother was just an asshole but his brother had this theory that you know because we had just gotten back from Westpac my first Westpac and i had been all over the place you know all through the Middle East Japan Philippines you know all over the place and we had just gotten back from Westpac and we were all still on this like travel high you know where we really felt like we had done something where we really felt like we had We were world travelers, you know, so we were throwing around our stories, talking about all of these things that we got to see and do with his brother and his brother flat out said, well, what was it like here on New Year's Day? And I'm like, I don't know, on New Year's Day, we were in, you know, shit, where were we? al Jubail, Somewhere in the Emirates on New Year's Day. He said, well, I know what it was like here on New Year's Day because I don't go anywhere. If you miss anything, you're not truly dedicated to your hometown. If you go anywhere, you don't get to really experience the place where you're from. And he it was serious, too. He had this, like, thought out. I mean, flat out, he was, like, completely fucking serious. You are never allowed to leave your hometown if you truly love your hometown. You know, he was one of those 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 zip code skinheads, you know, the the, the people that, you know, this is my street and my house and my block and my town and my community on my cul-de-sac. And he was, you know, he was flat out serious about it. If you ever left your hometown, you were a traitor for your hometown. And he was throwing this in his brother's face who had just gotten back from the fucking war, just gotten back from Desert Storm. And he's throwing this in his brother's face If you leave your hometown, you're a traitor. I don't see it that way. And I've never seen it that way. And it really made me question things at that time. You know, it was one of those really intense moments where, you know, you could tell it was like this long-standing beef between brothers. Between people that, that spent their entire lives at each other's throats. You could tell. And, uh... It it changed my opinion about how how people can see things. I love my town. I do. I love doing everything I possibly can for it. I feel like home when I'm here. But my town isn't just Lebanon. My town isn't just this city. My town isn't just Pennsylvania or the East Coast. My town isn't just America. My world is a very small place, my world is my town. And everywhere that I get to go, I feel like I've missed out by not being there before, and I want to take in as much as I possibly can while I'm there. I want to see everything, but I also want to feel like I'm a local because that's my town too. Geographically, I am where I am in the world and I'm proud of the town that I live in and I'm okay with that. And I'm doing everything I can to make my town better. But I have that same feeling for everywhere else I've ever been too. In the fact that I'm really just trying to Experience as much life as I possibly can. And be exposed to as many different countries and cultures and voices and faces as I possibly can. Being an isolationist, being someone that has no respect for people that that travel is just fighting from a position of ignorance. If you've never left your hometown, you'll have no idea how great it can be somewhere else. And conversely, until you've been somewhere else, you have really no idea how great coming home can feel. I think that the true value of your home is only felt when you leave it.